This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Have you ever felt like you lack clarity on what you really want out of your career? Have you ever felt like you're working hard in your career and yet it's not a calling? Do you ever wonder why you were put on this earth in the first place? We know that discovering your purpose is a massive question mark for so many of you. Recently, we were interacting with some of our members of our Living Your One Thing community. And this woman, Deb, that you're going to meet today, uh, shared something that was uh, very heartfelt, very vulnerable. When I read it, I just thought to myself, I've got to talk to her. I've got to help her. And she graciously uh, said that we could get on the phone and that we that we could record the conversation because we knew that hopefully something valuable would come out of it that would help you on your journey to discovering your purpose. I believe that we did that today. Our suggestion as you listen to this episode is the following. You're going to hear me asking Deb a series of questions. We really hope that you will do yourself the service of answering the questions. Not just listening, not just being a passive content consumer. To consciously choose instead to implement, to answer the questions as though I was talking to you directly. Because if that happens, I think you will get an infinite amount of value from this conversation. With that, let's get into our conversation with one of you, Deb Cornella. What would you have to do in the next 12 months for you to feel like you're on track for that five year? Um, identify the environment that an, an actual environment that's a work, you know, that's a job environment. That's a working environment. I mean, again, I, I guess my question is, you know, what is that? Is that coaching? Is that teaching? Is that, you know, what is it? You know, what's that job called? And so that you, that you're then looking for that job. What are you doing currently? I own a retail store I own which is a quilt shop which we started building my team my partner my business partner and I started building four years ago and we've built it in that four year four years into um, a great company with a fantastic culture um, we're the most you know not to sound arrogant we're the most loved of type store in our market um, because of the way we treat people mm. and where do you live? In the Chicago suburbs. Awesome. What would happen with your quilt shop? Because I know you're you're looking to make change. You want to surround yourself, you know, when you go five years out, where you're building some type of community where people come together and it lights them up. They're able to become a higher version of themselves. What happens with the quilt shop? Uh, my partner's going to maintain the quilt shop. I'm, I'm, I'm exiting. My partner and my team will stay in place and they'll just continue doing everything that we built. Um, and hopefully more. I mean, I think they're going to do more. I think that there's still, we still have room to grow. It's, it's a, it's a young company. It's only four years old. I mean, it's a, you know, successful company, but you know, like anything it's, it's, it, you know, my obviously hope is that, well, you know, I exit and they continue doing what we've been doing. 
Why are you exiting? The business was opened by my husband and I, and we are about two weeks away from our divorce being finalized. Got it. Which is why we have this, 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 you know, random, like, I feel set adrift question, uh, because I didn't think I would ever leave the company. I didn't, that was not my intention when this all started. I, I always thought I would stay and he would go. Um, and suddenly he flipped the script on me and it, felt right and it felt good and I went, yep, yeah, okay, I'll leave. But then I went, uh oh. What, what, gonna, am, I what gonna- am I gonna do? So you're at a point you're at a point where in your life where for however many years your vision of what your life would look like involved this quilt shop and your husband and you've realized that it's not a fit there. And in the separation, you're realizing that the quilt shop that you always thought you'd have is not going to be a part. And now you have to really wake up and ask what do I want to do with my life. Right. And and the reality is, Jeff, I could go someplace else and do what I do. I mean, I, I've had multiple job offers. Anybody in the industry who knows me has said, yeah, you know, we'll give you a job tomorrow. But I also realized in this whole process that I'm cut out for something even bigger than this. And not that this wasn't an amazing, fantastic, rewarding experience. I had already come to the realization that it's not what I'm meant to do. I'm successful at it. I'm good at it. Um, but it's not, I don't feel like it's what I'm meant to do. So now I'm seeking what is it I'm meant to do and how do I best show up in the world and who do I, who does that serve? What's the legacy you want to leave? Empowerment. Tell me more about that. I, I want people to come away from whatever the interaction is, whether it's another retail store that, that, you know, allows them to feel good and empowered. I want people to walk away from whatever my part in their life played, feeling enriched and stronger and more confident and more positive, probably more adaptable because I'm highly adaptable. And I think that that's a, an awesome trait for anybody to have, um, to keep ourselves from getting stuck. What's the one thing you're not currently doing that if you started doing immediately, would give you a massive sense of clarity on where you're going with your life. I think the seeking the why. I, I you know, I, I'm. I, but but again, it's that where where do you seek the why? I mean, certainly, I interact with the you know with the with the community, the one thing community, and and I kind of put it out there yesterday to the group about you know, hey, you know, here's where I am, and this is what you know. Anybody want to chime in? Um, from so so, what's my why? And and if I figure out what my why is, and what I'm, and and to you to your point, and you've said over and over again, which is, you know, what do you get up every day and trade your life for? Mm. What are you getting up every day and trading your life for? Right now, it's kind of adrift. I mean, I I, I do. I mean, certainly, I you know, I read. I did hire a uh, I hired a career coach two weeks ago because I just thought I I can't just flail until it comes or doesn't come. I'm probably flailing. It never comes anyway. So I'm, I'm proactively seeking the answers. I mean, th- things like, you know, reaching out to you and, and this, you know, in this conversation and being in the one thing community and hiring a career coach, but it all still seems kind of like intangible. Yeah. Shot in the dark kind of stuff. Were you ever told that if you worked hard in school, got a good job and saved in your 401k that somehow you'd retire and secure your slice of the American dream? I know I was. What's interesting is that when you look at the wealthy, that's not how they got there. 
That's why we're excited to introduce you to our friend Patrick Donahoe and his team at Paradigm Life. If you go to perpetualwealthstrategy.net, you can download a free report called The Entrepreneur's Hierarchy of Investment. Patrick and his team specialize in this strategy and have made this report available specifically for you as a listener of The One Thing Podcast. So go ahead and get your report today at perpetualwealthstrategy.net. So imagine you're racing against the clock to wrap up three projects. You're prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle the mountain of paperwork and the never-ending sea of emails. Welcome to the life of being a business professional. Is it challenging? Yes. But the good news is our friends at FreshBooks who are sponsoring this episode believe that the rewards are worth it. Truth is, folks, with the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the business owner, the self-employed. And to meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce and launch an all new version of their cloud accounting software. It's been completely redesigned from the ground up and custom built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to the listeners of The One Thing podcast. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash one and enter The One Thing in the How Did You Hear About Us section. And that's freshbooks.com slash one and one is all spelled out. Enter The One Thing in the How Did You Hear About Us section. When I asked you what's the one thing you're not currently doing, that if you started doing immediately would give you a massive sense of clarity about where you're going in your life, you said seeking the why. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it would allow you over time to get clarity on what your purpose is? See, I don't know. I think that's why we're, we're on this phone call. That way. I thought I thought it was find a mentor, but then, like I said, you know, how do you find a mentor for the thing that you don't know what it is? Okay, can can we agree together to go on a little journey together right now? Sure, absolutely. Are you willing to open yourself up to the world of possibilities? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. If you did know, put your creative cap on. If you did know what that one thing is that you can do such that by doing it would help you discover your purpose, what would it be? Uh, probably visioning. Hmm. What does that mean to you? Visualization. I, I think, you know, I, I practice meditation and visualization and, and um, you know, I read a lot. So I, for, for, for visualizing, I think visualizing, visualizing the outcome, visualizing, you know, maybe to walk it back. And maybe this is the whole, everything that you guys teach about, you know, what's your life look at and look like at 10 years? Well, okay, so my life looks like, you know, I found a great partner and I'm at this great place where, you know, wherever the place is, maybe walking it back through visualization. Okay. How much time every single day would you need to visualize for you to feel like, you know what, I earned a red X on a 66 day challenge calendar. I, I did, I did my visualization for today. Yeah. 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Can you reliably visualize for 10 minutes a day consistently moving forward? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. What's the one thing that's most likely to stop you from doing your visualization? 
not doing it first thing in the morning. I, I am most successful at these type of practices if it's the first thing I do in the morning. Get up and you do nothing else but that. What's the one thing that's most likely to stop you from doing it first thing in the morning? Not really a whole lot. I mean, I'm pretty good about as long as there's as long as there's a, the as long as I set the intention, I can pretty well keep the intention. So, so I guess the one thing I can do is set the intention the night before and get up and make sure that I do it first mm, thing. Okay, so I, I want to. I'm not going to let you off the hook in terms of the distractions because to do you think that assuming that there's not going to be any distractions is a recipe for success? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You absolutely? You think assuming that there's no distractions is a recipe for success? No, oh no, not assuming that there are none, but assuring that there are none. Great. So what are the most likely distractions that will pop up and steal your focus from doing your visualization first thing in the morning? I would say the only thing could really be the phone, but I pretty well don't allow myself already to look at my phone until I do my other practices. When you say I pretty much don't allow myself to look at my phone, <laughs> what does that mean? You're, that means on occasion, you know, I, I open my phone and there's, I, you know, I don't know. I, somehow I interacted with Jeff Woods on the One Thing community on Facebook and, and it says, oh, Jeff, Jeff answered one of your comments and I got to look at that now, don't I? <laughs> mm. Okay, so let's go 40,000 foot to let's think big and go small. Thinking big, you're lacking clarity in your life right now. You're lacking clarity on where you need to go. You're at a major crossroads. You're realizing you need to discover your purpose. You need a greater driver behind doing what you are doing every single day. You need a calling, not just a career. Correct. Okay. And the one thing you can do to figure that out is to begin the journey to figuring it out. And the one thing you can do to begin the journey is to visualize. And the one thing you can do to visualize is to do it every day for 10 minutes. The one thing you can do to make sure you do it every day for 10 minutes is to do it first thing in the morning. The one thing you can do to make sure you do it first thing in the morning is to make sure that your phone is not going to distract you. So what's the one thing you can do to make sure your phone does not distract you first thing in the morning? Turn the phone off when I go to bed at night and don't turn it on. What do you use for an alarm clock? An alarm clock. Oh, okay. Good. Old school. Nice. <laughs> Can you turn your phone off the night before? Yes. Okay. And now we talk about setting that intention. Walk me through what that would look like. I sort of review at the before I go to bed every night what my, you know, I set at least one intention for the following day. And that's just setting my mind up for, you know, I, I literally decide what the intent, intention is. I say it out loud. If it requires, in this case, an action, which it would require the action of turning the phone off before going to bed, then I do that. I like what you said there because that's establishing a trigger habit. When I do this, I will do that. When I set my intention, I will turn my phone off, knowing that I am turning my phone off because the first thing I'm going to do in the morning is visualize for 10 minutes. Correct. How will you know if you got a win for the day? What's the mark of success? What do you have to do? Visualize for 10 minutes and mark it off on my 66-day calendar. What happens if you can't do 10 minutes and you only do five? I would do five 
some other point in the day. Okay. The reason I ask this is because oftentimes people, what we have found, and you know this from Time Blocking Mastery, they just set the bar incorrectly. They set it too high. They come in under it. They feel like a failure. And they're only going to allow themselves to feel like a failure for so long before they rewrite the rules of the game so they don't have to feel like a failure. Right. Yeah. I love that you're thinking big in terms of 10 minutes because I'm the guy, like, even meditating for a minute for me, my mind's going crazy. If you can do 10, then you're, you're a rock star. <laughs> yeah, that's why I picked 10 because I meditate now for 10 minutes a day. And I've been doing it for a long time, you know, pretty religiously. So Awesome. Then that's a great measure for you. Can we agree that if you find that you're unable to visualize for 10 minutes that you will do what? I would do five minutes sometime or make up the difference sometime later so I would still be able to mark it off on my calendar. Okay. And if you find that you struggle to get it done in the rest of the day because you said you struggle if you don't do it first thing in the morning, what could you do to ensure you're still getting a win? I would add it to the next day. That's me. I mean, I okay. would. I would up my, you know what I mean? I would say, okay, if I did it for five minutes and I owe myself five minutes the next day, it would be 15 minutes. You are an accountable one. I love it. (laughs) All right. And if you find that that doesn't work, give yourself permission to rewrite what it takes to get a win. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another thing for consideration, is it really the meditation of 10 minutes a day or visualization of 10 minutes a day that's the activity you need to track? Or is it whether or not you turned your phone off the night before that's the habit you need to form? Oh, that's an interesting one. I would say it's the turning the phone off the night before. Aha! What's (laughs) the one thing you can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier? Or unnecessary. Turning the phone off the night before. Hmm. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that in in under 20 minutes, we just identified that the one thing you can do to discover your purpose is what? Turn my phone off the night before I visualize. Ain't that interesting? It is interesting, Jeff. See, and this is why this is why you talk to Jeff Woods, because clarity comes. <laughs> Well, and, and you get this because you've been in the community. It's, a, it's amazing how many of us don't have clarity and we were just unaware of it until we started getting clarity. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. What are your ahas? My aha is that, I, I'm, again, I'm pointing myself at the wrong thing. Like, you know, it's, and if, and you, and you said over and over, what's the one thing you can do? And I'm all over the map with, you know, visualize, hire a coach, talk to you, you know, engage in the community. And at the end of the day, the one thing I can do, such as by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary, is turning my phone off. Hmm. Think big, go small. Right. Right. We talked about this because this is the theme for the month. We talked about this. So many people think big in terms of their vision. They get really ambitious. They set big goals, set high expectations. And then they try to act big by doing everything. How many rabbits can you chase at one time and still catch one? Only one, Jeff. Only one, Deb. How many rabbits have you been chasing? Oh, too, too many. Like a whole nest full. Do you hear... The shift in your energy, by the way. I do, actually. 
like at the beginning, it was a little nervous. You're talking fast, you, you know, not a lot of clarity. So you're going in a bunch of different directions, kind of like a ping pong ball. And now more even pace. I can tell you're smiling. There's a lot more confidence. I feel a sense of relief and comfort. Yeah, no, you're right. There really is because, because I just couldn't decide which direction to go. And like you said, there were too many rabbits in the room and now there's only one rabbit. How else can I help you right now? You know, I, I, I just need a place to start, Jeff. So I don't know at the moment that you can help me in any better way than you just did because clarifying that it needs to be a place, one place, and one small place is amazing. Sounds like you're on your way, my dear. There you have it. My conversation with one of you, Deb Cornella. Folks, the entire reason this podcast exists. The reason we created our implementation programs like Time Blocking Mastery or Living Your One Thing or the One Thing Goal Setting Retreat that we're hosting is because we want to add value to you. The greatest value that we can give you is whatever is going to compel you to implement what you just heard. Far too many of you will listen to this will have your mind expanded, whether it was a little bit or a lot, and you will do nothing. What a shame. Here is an opportunity for you to bring purpose into what you are doing. Here is an opportunity for you to cut through that mental fog and finally get clarity on the one thing you can do such that by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. We're curious, what are your ahas from this? When you heard the questions that I asked, you noticed they weren't that many questions. What were your ahas? How can you take action based on this? If you're one of the people that's saying, I need help implementing, we've got a few resources for you. Um, if you go to the onething.com slash membership, that's with the number one in the URL, you can get on the wait list for living your one thing, which is the program that Deb is in. If you'd like to join us in Austin this November, the end of November for our One Thing Goal Setting Retreat, you can meet Deb in person as well as myself and Jay Papazan. Go to the onething.com slash event. Those are two tools that can help you get the clarity that you may be lacking so that you start the next year with a tremendous amount of momentum. And if it's not a fit this time, that's totally okay. Our question is, how can you use this episode as a vehicle to make an impact in someone else's life? Who's one person you know that really needs to hear this? Whether they know they need to hear it or not, you know they need to hear it. What's one thing you can do to help them become aware of it and encourage them to invest a little bit of their time so that they can hopefully get a really big result? Thank you so much for listening. We honor you. If you are not yet subscribed to the show, please click the subscribe button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. And I want to say a huge thank you. We always ask that you leave us a rating and review uh, so that we can get your feedback. And it's also great social proof. It helps other people decide if they want to invest their time. We can see a lot of you have recently left reviews. So thank you very much for those of you who, who did do that. And if you haven't yet, we hope that you'll consider doing that. Thanks again. We honor you and we look forward to being with you in the next episode.